What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Jesse, in for Laura today. What do you got, bro? All right, all right. So I don't know how you guys feel about, like, movie sequels and remakes and all that, but I got a surprisingly new uh, announcement for a remake that's coming up. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys a little a little hint here. Mm-hmm. The oh, Bodyguard. No. Yep. No way. Just what? announced that uh, no Warner Brothers this. is going to remake the Whitney Houston movie, The Bodyguard, nearly no three need. decades after coming out. <sighs> We've See, run out of ideas. Right. That's well, and, and, and again, like the issue with a lot of these remakes is that it's like, it's like, it's like, how do I explain this? It's like trying to devacate a banner. Like right. we remember the experience. You can't like recreate the experience with a remake. Like it's not even about the story. It's about what was happening in America. And for goodness sakes, Whitney Houston is not replaceable, and on any level. I mean, that's just that's. Mm, I don't like that. Sorry. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, but you know, they've done that. They did it with a star is born. You know what I mean? Like 32 years later, I they guess. did that. That was good too. I thought that was a great movie. Um, I actually think the second star is born is better than the first one, but that is going to be, they're not going to be able to do that. Kevin Costner was at the peak of his powers. Absolutely. So was Houston. Kevin you know, Costner is a man that is adored. In many black households, as a result of that one movie, yeah. you know what I'm saying. You can't. I mean, who who plays the Kevin Costner role to the point that it's remotely believable? Yeah, that's the other part. Like I have both one name the, for you. Uh, who? So this this is just rumors. There have been no casting, but on the article where I found this, they said that uh, potential rumors and pairings has involved everyone up to Chris Hemsworth, aka Thor. No, uh, that's the wrong Chris. Tessa nope. Thompson. Channing Tatum and Cardi B. Channing Tatum is too much. Chris Evans Tessa is the Thompson guy. Tessa Thompson can, can yeah. sing. We saw her sing in the Creed movies. So Chris Evans is the guy. And Chris Evans likes black women. Yes. So that Chris Evans, Chris is, Evans is the guy. Costner. That's the guy. Yes. That could work potentially. Yes. Okay. Hopefully he doesn't do Waterworld, uh, this, no. the remake. <laughs> no Waterworld, bro. Yes. That movie is crazy. Captain America. I like that Chris casting. Evans could work. Yeah. That could work. And Tessa. I like Tessa. If you've and never Tessa, seen the uh sorry, if you've never seen the video of Chris Evans getting a sister's number in the parking lot before riding off in his no. buddy's Porsche. Oh, Google that. <laughs> Go to your Twitter search and put in Chris Evans booking sister. And you will have a laugh and a half. My man knows what he's doing. I love it. Yeah, I great. love it. I mean, and by the way, Tessa and him would both be in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. So true. you get a little uh, connection there. You may get the Marvel heads in there. You that's, know? that's an interesting play. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, so, oh, okay, that is what you need to know. Brought yes. to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Now, Clinton Yates has a toy. Okay, so before I was so rudely denied the ability to spend my own cash today, <laughs> I had, you can check back in the podcast for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, I did make a couple purchases. Okay. Now my phone has been on the fritz. I have an iPhone eight. The screen has been cracked for the better part of literally two calendar years because I just don't care. And I always say that I'm a journalist. It's a part of the, it's a hazard. Um, so I got a new phone. Now, the phone is not the main toy here that matters. Okay. The phone is, is it an iPhone? It's an iPhone. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an SE, so it's nice and small. I like my yeah. phone small. I don't need yeah. these monstrosities. These things are, you know, come on. What are we doing here? I'm not yeah. trying to watch movies on my phone. But I picked up two extra things now i'm going to read to you what both of them say even though they are different portions of the same product one is a four pack and one is a key ring and they are both 
AirTags. Are you familiar with AirTags, George Sedano? No, I'm not. Lindsay, are you familiar with AirTags? Uh, yes, I sure am. Okay, Jesse, are Big you fan. familiar with AirTags, sir? If it is what I think you're talking about, then yes. Okay, so George, what this is is, you know when you lose your iPhone mm-hmm. and you can do the find my whatever? Yeah. You can now buy things that allow you to tag whatever you want in your life. And it signs you up for the find my whatever whatevers. Okay. And so this to me seems pretty useful. I have no idea what I'm going to put these on. I'll probably use the key ring just for my keys. I think that's innately useful. Sure. But there's the other ones are like loose freehand. I could just throw them on things. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of it's it's actually kind of weird. But I'm not really sure what I'm going to use it for. I might put one on my AirPods. That's an idea. Do AirPods naturally come in? I don't know if they come in the Find Your iPhone setup. Anyway, I'm very intrigued by this. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to use this, so we'll see how this goes. Okay. Yeah. I like it. That's the toy. I like it. That's kind of cool. Right. Um, I, I am intrigued by it now that you mentioned it. You could put them um, on your kids. You know? I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't lose those guys. Yeah. Right. You know? Um, yeah, that that is important. By the way, uh, t- my two-year-old son, who's going to turn three on Monday, okay. uh, got his first instructional team soccer experience uh today really? according to my wife there's video um there is a you know there is uh, hilarity ensued is the way i would describe this is a it. bunch ball situation obviously yeah i mean it's a bunch of like three-year-olds right you know what i'm saying right. like you know and he's the youngest by far because he's two uh they're all like three and a half what i mean is four. he didn't go to soccer camp he no went to, no this okay. is like instructional soccer and the guy who's a coach is just a saint cool because you gotta have patience oh, to be teaching three I mean, and four-year-old soccer you know what i mean like but yeah. it's funny. It, like my, I remember my daughter did like five-year-old t-ball. Now that is pretty hilarious too. You got kids running the wrong way. <laughs> you got kids running like a, like across the pitcher's mound yeah. to second base, like instead of going to first. Like it, that is some fun stuff. I but, did not uh, play t-ball. It is organized chaos at best. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was I, honestly that was like one of my when my daughter was playing t-ball. It was one of like the most fun like events of the week because we would just watch and there'd be all sorts of nonsense going on. I was going to say, I feel like T-ball is one place where like getting, I don't want to say ripped, but you know, the parents are around. It's not really competitive. You might have a couple if it's not too early in the morning, which it tends to be, but you know, you can responsibly uh, enjoy that as an adult. Yeah. No question about it. But the, um, yeah, like I, putting them on the kids would be interesting. Uh, although I am anti, you know, the people who go to like theme parks and put leashes on their. No, children. that that yeah. can't happen. I mean, yeah. big data, yada yada. I get it, but this is a fun toy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You never put a leash on your kid? Never. Not in, not ever. Not that would never happen in my household. Um, that I would have. I, my wife and I would not have gotten married had that been part uh, of the equation. Part of the equation. If she ran her offense that way. You're not right. scheduling it her. Been like no, we are we are moving on to a different candidate. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> that would have been the way this thing works. Because I that has been a thing. I mean, I you know again having gone to plenty of theme parks in my life. Whenever I see that, I have I I have, I've always been the judgmental person in that situation. Like what. Are are you doing with your child no nah, it's 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 weird it's i also weird. don't like always being like i i also i am i am kind of judgmental with parents um more so uh less so uh now that i am a parent um but still uh, still judgy i'm not gonna lie um like i i also like to you know maybe because i grew up a certain way 
uh, and Clinton, I would imagine you grew up similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had the fear of God uh, with my parents. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. just, and, and beyond, I mean, look, the physical thing was one thing, but the embarrassment was yes. another. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, yes. the embarrassment yes. was a larger element for me. I just did not want to get yelled at by my parents in public. Right. That was never what I wanted to be Never. With. And in my household, there was a lot of yelling. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like, it was commonplace. So you didn't want to be on the receiving end of it. No. So, but I, I, you know, I, I have some tones that I can get to, <laughs> and when they hear those tones, everybody Reel it stops. In. Yeah. yeah, in the house, <laughs> like the the house stops. It comes to a halt. Some tones that I can get yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know that is. There, there is no physical nothing like you know my pe- my mom hit me, but my dad never touched me. Right. Um. And but you know I deserved it when my mom hit me. This fest for sure. <laughs> um. But including with a broom once, and I deserved it. There's I, no guess. I gotta no say quickly though is that as I, I'm 40 now and I don't have children. Well, hopefully, luckily one day I'm lucky enough too. But one of my favorite things is when I'm like talking to one of my old homies yeah. and that exact thing happens where they got to hit a tone like out of nowhere yeah, yeah. and we're yep. in a conversation yep. and they got to go to quick dad mode and yep. they flip right back. Yep. It cracks yep. me yep. up every it is, time. It is a switch. It, it is, is a like, switch. Boom, boom. It's one thing for somebody you've met as an adult. It's another yeah. thing for somebody you knew as a child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh, what? Yo, why are yeah. you freaking your kid off like that? You know, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, with my my see, my daughter, I always say this, Aria is seven. Mm-hmm. And and she's a great kid, man. And I, I don't say that because she's mine. I say that because now I have a second one and I understand well, he's also a great <laughs> the kid. The power rankings as, have changed. He, he is not as he is not as <laughs> obedient as she was. <laughs> right. Um so like I'm trying to remember it might have been she might have been like four the first time we were like, yo, time out. Like go. Like mm-hmm. get your ass to the corner. This dude, he might have not even been two. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know. But I know we've been going to that well for a long time, you know, That's already. Funny. Yeah, I get it. She's got a lot more uh, – she's got a cleaner record, if you will. She does. She does. He he is – he's the one that's going to age me now. <laughs> she may age me later for different reasons. Got it. But he is aging me now in a way that I'm like, I mean, dog, like, you know, it's like, right. really? This is how you're going to do it? Okay. Scale, scale well, this it back, is how bro. we're going to roll then, you know? <laughs> um, so, anyhow. All right. So Clinton's got a new toy. I like the toy. Yeah, I may, I may myself. Think about it. They're not super expensive, and this is pretty useful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially the key ring here is yeah. vital. That's yeah. that's that's critical to the whole situation. A hundred percent agree with that. All right, coming up next, USC. The sources are out there. My sources. Yeah, sources are telling you. There's a list, and we're gonna check it twice on the other side. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, here we go. This is like my kind of deal right here. Is there a birthday that I'm missing today? Or you yeah, just want to roll Anthony's with it? it's Mark Anthony's birthday. I know. Oh, it's Mark Anthony. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I thought. Was there, yeah, a, a, yeah, a celebration? <laughs> Mark I just, I just Anthony. I had to double check. Yo, I... Clint, have you ever been to a Mark Anthony performance by at any place? I have not, but he is. I mean, 
listen, he is a member of the handsome man community, but he's also just a general member of the guy I would love to party with community. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He is yeah, yeah. very, very well respected in that regard and has made many friends. Popular individual. You yes. know what I'm saying? Around yes. uh, around the, the circuit, if you will. Yeah. He he can get down, okay? <laughs> I believe it. I have been to a Mark Anthony concert. It is out of control fun. Like, there is not a moment your hips are not gyrating. That's okay? awesome. Yeah. It is, it is a fun time. If you get a chance, if he goes on tour, go watch him. I recommend it highly. Uh, you will have a good time. Get yourself in the mood. Have a drink. Right. You know, perhaps something with rum in it, you know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, maybe some whiskey, but, you know, something brown is what I would right. say. Right, right, you know? right. And, uh, and get yourself in the right place. Uh, it is also, uh, today is National Guacamole Day. I had guacamole for lunch today, which was very delicious. But I would have had guacamole for lunch had I not been fighting my bank yeah, yeah. to yeah, spend that. my money. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's that. Um, so, USC, according to InsideUSC.com, they are telling us that Mario Cristobal is target numero uno really? for your USC Trojans. Now, i that's my guy. I mean, i li- he's literally my guy. Why is I'm he not, your guy? I mean, dog, like, we are cool like that. No, like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, I get that you, you know, that he's your guy, but I mean, like, why do you think he's in fact – the best candidate for USC. Well, I think he's the best candidate because he's won the last two Pac-12 championships. Let's start there. Sure. Um, number beyond that, I also know he is a monster recruiter. Okay, mm-hmm. he has always been. Think about his timeline historically. Right, two-time champion at the University of Miami at the time where they were. You know, we made two documentaries about them. Okay, right. um, like so, he played with some of the greatest players to ever play football. Okay, at that time, and. You know, played for Jimmy Johnson, right? Just a great, you know, learn there. Coached for Butch Davis at the time when they then were back again. Then went to Rutgers with Greg Schiano when they created that thing. When they when Schiano had that run that got him all those jobs he didn't deserve. The jobs that he didn't deserve after the fact, <laughs> right? But Cristobal was his lead recruiter there, and they got that thing cooking. Okay, then he goes to FIU. Small little school, arguably the worst program in the nation at that point. They were coming off a, a winless season, okay, when he got there. And he got them not only into a bowl game, but won, won the Sun Belt Conference, and somehow got T.Y. Hilton, who is a 12-year NFL veteran, four-time Pro Bowler, to play for him at a school that had not won a game. Okay? Was he there when they had that outrageous brawl? No, he came after that. Okay. Yeah, right. he came after that. That's that was really Don remember. Strzok, I want to say. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, Don Strzok, who was a former, he was like the backup to like Dan Marino back in the day. Oh, huh. okay. Um, but anyway, so Cristobal does that, gets canned there unceremoniously, then goes to Alabama. Nick Saban's like, yo, come on down, be my lead recruiter and my assistant head coach. And he learned the ways, what I like to call the dark arts of college football. <laughs> I was from Nick say, Saban. Nick Saban's reclamation project. He like he's got his coaching tree. Yeah. Then he's got his reclama- He's got his rehab so center for lack of a better I, term. I called it on around the horn the other day. You'll appreciate this. Nick Saban's school of wayward coaches <laughs> um, at I Alabama. That. I love that. And uh, so he learned the dark arts from Nick Saban. And and I remember having this conversation with him because he was. They wanted him back at his alma mater as the assistant head coach at the time to Al Golden. <laughs> And uh, 
And he said to me, "You is back." He said, "Bro, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna go learn from the greatest coach to ever do this, and I'm gonna be able to pick and choose the job I want later." Smart. You know what I mean? Like, right. and he was right. He bet on himself, and he did that. And he ended up at Oregon um, at a time when they were down a little bit. And look what he's done. So, like to me, this guy, he's been through rebuilding. He's been through building. And he's been through juggernauts. Like, this guy's got the experience. And by the way, look, like a lot of these young, and he's still young as a coach, right? He hasn't been a head coach for that long. He's going to make mistakes, but you can erase a lot of those mistakes when you recruit monsters like these dudes. Well, and I think the way you're talking about this, too, is that ah, sort of, I don't even want to say scandal aside, but in many ways, yes, scandal aside, this is the kind of coach that you want in this position if you're USC. Mm-hmm. A guy who is not necessarily completely unproven, but also isn't going to look around and say, I'm too good for this, you yeah. know what I mean, and I'm going to go. He, he, he'll he probably wait it out in terms of rebuilding his, not his legacy, but the school's legacy to some degree as much as he can. So I, I think he, look, he's no dummy. He's going to at least listen, yeah. you know, um, because if the worst case scenario is going to get him a raise at Oregon. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. Like James Franklin tactic. Right. So I I think that, but my, so Cap was on the other day with me and he thinks that he just wouldn't leave Oregon if he were Mario Cristobal. How do you feel about that? I don't know about that. I mean, the reason why you leave S, I mean, the reason why you leave Oregon, I think, is because sort of whatever impact you want to have on the game, and I mean this sort of beyond just the trophies, but I mean like the people you get to meet if you ever want to get to the pros on any real level. SC is just a larger footprint. People still look at Oregon as a kind of, you know, that program up there with the wild unis and the funky offense. You know, even if that's totally unfair. Again, Ohio State was looking at them like that, and guess what? They got popped, you know, and so I don't, I don't, look, I think that it's a personality thing mainly, but I do think that there's just a different trajectory, Chip Kelly aside, of what it's like to be the Oregon coach versus what it's like to be the USC coach and the football experience matter is just a completely different thing. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like, I would leave Oregon for SC, Um, but like, you know. I mean, you do have it made up there, right? Like, it is Oregon, and he's getting the kids from L.A., but imagine if he was in L.A. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, like, right. well, yeah, again, I mean, on a basic level, then you don't have to live in Oregon. You right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. So. Uh, and, you know, personally, because I know the dude, and he's my guy, I would love for him to be here. Like, I, I mean, just And, look, every time there's a Cuban that comes to L.A., good things happen is all I'm saying. Like, oh, is that the case? Yasiel Puig or, you know, me or, you know. Puig I mean, is can, on that list? Okay. You know. Yeah. I mean, listen. The Dodgers got fun, that's for sure. They didn't. That's you know, true. That's true. I mean, they would have won if it was those stinking cheating Astros, you know? Well, alas. Guess who beat these stinking cheating Astros? Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, <laughs> oh, anywho, uh, Jesse, I just got a text from a source, okay? Okay. We were talking about National Guacamole Day, okay? <laughs> okay, who's your source? <laughs> and uh, a source says to me, Jesse dislikes avocados. Pull oh, I know his exactly Mexican who that card. source is. Okay. Yeah. It's true. I, I I'm not the biggest fan of it. Okay, so hold on. Okay. Let's 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 break this down because I'm not going to jump on you immediately. Yes, and but, it is Jorge Briones. We will of course uh, admit it. Oh yes. wow, he's standing right next he's to me. Sitting too. right in here. He the said one came in here. Briones Boy. is in here in his Mexico jersey yes. as well. Dang. I mean, yeah. this is a full Benedict. Oh my goodness, Benedict Arnold situation right here. Yeah, pull Just your Mexican card. He's turning said to me. on the nation whilst yes. dressed as a wolf in sheep's clothing. Um. So they're laughing. So I think that there here's the deal. Avocado as a 
product is mm. not gauged on the same plane as guacamole in general to me. C- correct. I correct. will say this. I am a bigger avocado person than mm-hmm. I am a guacamole person. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I like me. Yeah. I'll cut an avocado open. You sprinkle in some, I don't know, Himalayan sea salts. Ooh. I like to say that. Yeah. And maybe you hit it with a little sriracha or like Ooh. a sesame oil, and you just yeah. have yourself a little stack. That's yeah. all I need yeah. for avocado. I don't need the full dressing, although I like a guacamole every once in a while. So there's a place in, they have two locations, one in Redondo and one in Hermosa, called The Hook and Plow. And they have panko crusted avocado. <laughs> he said that like. <laughs> and when a pre- I tell a premium you, subscription as an appetizer, <laughs> how good that is! I am. I cannot. I. I will be selling it short, no matter how many ways I describe it. Okay. Okay. It is so good. Okay. And th- they come with you know a little oil, a little sauce, whatever. How it is you want. good is it? No, I'm kidding. It is sure. fantastic. Is all I will tell you. Okay. I never thought adding panko crumbs that's, to yeah, that's that's not what I expected right. to avocado would make it that much more delightful. Um, but it is. And yeah. Jesse, if would I defend yourself, Jesse? Could I get you to try a panko crusted avocado I'll at the try. Hook and Plow? I have no problem eating them. It's not like they're gross. Like I won't not okay. eat them. I okay. just, okay. I just, okay. I'm not the biggest fan of them. I mean, yeah. if they mistakenly put guacamole in my burrito, I'm not gonna take it back. I'll just okay. eat it and be okay, like, that's all fine. right, whatever. See, yeah. that's the other thing is that I I can't eat guac like mix I, I mean I can but like I, guacamole in a burrito is a big no thanks for really me. yes I need my guac stand alone oh, so okay. that I can get the chips in and out and that it doesn't yeah. get all mushy you control the portion of yeah, the guac thank you I get thank you, you Jesse that, see a tremendous breakdown by the way I couldn't yeah. find the words for it and he found them for me exactly yeah yeah. now Lindsay are you a guacamole person are you an avocado <laughs> person I'm the opposite of Clinton. Yeah. Clinton um, I'm is an avocado person. No, he's mad because his ball is stuck underneath the uh, the dresser. But yeah. I'm I'm the opposite of Clinton. I'm a avocado. I'm not as much of an avocado fan as I am a guacamole fan. I love guacamole, but like I, I don't really eat avocado otherwise. Like what else you put it in besides like some sushis, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's where how I like about, it though. How about a panko crusted avocado? <laughs> I would totally try that. I think it sounds delicious. I'll try it for sure. Okay. Do you like panko crusted any like is panko crust like your on anything? That's, I feel like that's it's your fantastic. kryptonite. But okay. I I had never tried it on an avocado, and when I went to I went to lunch with Sam and Ash actually at the Hook and Plow in Redondo a couple of weeks ago, and we had them and we ordered m- many more of them is what we did. <laughs> okay, very yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you find yourself in the Riviera area of the of Redondo Beach. Uh, feel free to jump in there. And, again, they do have one in Hermosa as well that is, uh, you know, off the pier, basically. I got to tell you guys about my road trip, too. It's on Pier Avenue. Uh, what road trip? Oh, okay. Yeah. So can we do this? Yeah. Is it long or short? It's long. Okay. Then we went from long, Dallas to L.A. Segment. Yeah. yeah. If it's long, let's do it in the last segment. Okay. We have Big Deal or No Deal coming up. Everyone's favorite segment here in the 6 o'clock hour on this show. So Big Deal or No Deal. And Linz will have that rolling for you here in a second. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you, Christopher. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends Sam and Ash at Sam and Ash Injury Law. Lovers of avocado as well at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Linz? All right, guys. Well, today, Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, put his Twitter followers to the test, trying to identify an anonymous source who, in part, criticized him what? and his Twitter usage in a New York Post story. The source in Thursday's Post story was described as a former MLB executive and spoke about the potential pitfalls for whoever the Mets hire as their next president of baseball operations. And then Steve Cohen offered three fans the chance to sit with him in his suite at City Field for finding out who the source was. Is Mets owner Steve Cohen offering a reward to whoever can find the source of a negative story about him? A big deal or no deal? Clinton, I'll start with you. This is a big deal because this is foolish operation. Like, what are we doing here? This is, I mean, I could go off for hours about this because, number one, Cohen in particular, okay, tweet away. Okay, but like you're on the bird, the bird James, as I like to call it. Like people are going to see what you have to say and people are going to want to criticize you. That's why it's there. If you don't want criticism from the bird, then don't be on the bird. Secondarily, this is what happens when you get guys who don't actually like baseball that much, but own baseball teams as their playgrounds for their yeah. rich guy stuff. This is a direct outcrop of that. Fans sitting in the thing with you to expose what? What are we doing? This is Bush League on every single level, a.k.a. an everyday operation for the New York Metropolitan. Uh, I, look, it's a big deal because of the reasons that you outlined, Lindsay, but I cannot stand Steve Cohen. Like, cannot stand him. Like, he is bootleg Mark Cuban, basically, yeah. is what he That's is. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, I'm out on him, but it is a big deal for the reasons you outlined. What's next? All right. Most people think of rapper 50 Cent as a real and honest rapper, but the Queens rapper recently took a lie detector test for a Vanity Fair piece, and during it, he confessed that a lot of his lyrics have not always been truthful. After interrogating him about the validity of his song 21 Questions, the interviewer pressed him about the inspiration behind his song High All the Time. And 50 Cent confirmed that he was only high all the time from secondhand smoke from the rest of the G-Unit crew. (laughs) Among other songs that he was asked about was his chart-topping single In the Club, to which he admitted to filling champagne bottles with ginger ale in order to avoid getting too drunk. Uh, when asked if there were any other songs that he's lied about, he caught to the fact that he's told some mistruths in the past lyrically, explaining that, yeah, you know, there's points where you say things to be creative and just create. Is 50 Cent admitting to lying in a lot of his songs a big deal or no deal? Sedano. Um, I mean, listen, I don't think it's a big deal. I would say no deal only because, look, you do what you got to do to make money, man. Look, this is all entertainment right i'm all i'm all about it uh i'm sure that there's somebody out there that is hurt by that uh but do you bro go get your cash tell the story uh embellish what you need to embellish for for entertainment's sake i'm all good on that yeah this is known as the rick ross 
Ricky Rose Correct. method Correct. of operation. He's been running this program and this offense to a T yes. for years. Let yes. me ask you a question, though. No deal for me, by the way, Lindsay. Which publication did you say was doing this? Uh, Vanity Fair. I mean, Vanity Fair? You're out here pressing rappers who are you know, 40 years old about what they rapped about <laughs> right, 20 years ago? I, I don't know. What happened to the Elmer exactly McPherson what, covers, what, you know? <laughs> I will turn I will turn everybody's <laughs> attention to new executive editor of the LA Times, Kevin Merida, my old boss, who has a nice write up in Vanity Fair yeah. today. Check that out. Shouts to the homies. So if you want to read some real journalism from about a real journalist, you can check that out. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm well, not I'm not too sure about the context of it, but you know. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll see when it comes out, I guess. All right. On to All the right. next one. Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins has made up his mind. This will be the last season that he's gonna wear number eighty five. He said the change will happen in large part because of another number 85 who used to play for the Bengals, Chad Ochocinco Johnson. Uh, Higgins said, quote, I keep seeing on Twitter Ochocinco 2.0. I don't want to be a 2.0. No disrespect to Chad. He's a great receiver, this and that. I just don't want to be a 2.0 for myself. I want to be T. Higgins 1.0, number five. Once Higgins changes his number, there's a good chance that he probably would be the last Bengals player to wear number 85. And Higgins noted, I just feel like Chad's done so much for this organization. I got a good feeling his number is going to get lifted one day. Is this a big deal or no deal, Clinton? I think it's a big deal, mainly because for self-serving as the I don't want to be Ocho Cinco 2.0 comment is, I think he shows the necessary deference to who Chad Johnson was, not just as a receiver, but as a person in that community. People like Chad Johnson. A lot. And I do think that there's a pressure almost beyond football. If you're representing the same sort of space as that guy to be the same kind of a person, that's not to say that that's the person he doesn't want to be. That's just really, really not easy. You know what I mean? I actually respect this move a lot. I first heard it and I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. But now that I hear the explanation, it makes sense to me. And here's the thing. And I know people can point to an incident that Chad had, but I can just tell you from personal and I'm not condoning that behavior so please don't don't take that in this in that fashion for anyone out there who's who's trying to do a little gotcha here with me when i have this conversation i've known chad for a long time okay and i have seen firsthand okay how many times chad just helps random people okay oh yeah random people with food money whatever it is he needs to do while still and he says it himself he's cheap as hell but he is not cheap as hell when it comes to being altruistic. You know Correct. what I'm saying? And, like, I respect that at like hell, okay? I have been at a restaurant where Chad has shown up, and he has said, yo, I got everybody, like, right now. Whoever's seated right now, I got their bill. And, and, you know, I know on Twitter he jokes about buying people McDonald's and buying movie theaters out for people and all that stuff. I know a young lady, No, he wasn't trying to holler at her, like, he f- somehow saw that she wanted a pair of shoes. He went and got her the shoes, had them mailed to her, said, hey, hit me up, I'll send you the shoes. So, like, I, I just, to your point, Clinton, he was a good dude in every community he was in. Um, yeah. So, and, and look, if I'm T. Higgins, I don't know if I want to be compared to Chad. Forget about off the field as where you would want to be. You want to be that. Like, you want to strive to be that despite that one incident. But on the field, you know, to be Chad Johnson is going to be hard. Too. High bar. You know? Yeah. 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 So, uh, big deal. Next. All right. This season, the Milwaukee Bucks will welcome the first female full-time play-by-play TV announcer for a major yep. professional men's sports team. 
the NBA announced on Wednesday that Lisa, you might need to help me with her name, Byington, is Byington. that how you say it? Yes. Byington. She's going to serve as the team's lead announcer for games on the regional Bally Sports Wisconsin. Last spring, Byington was the first woman in CBS and Turner Sports history to serve as a play-by-play announcer for men's NCAA tournament games. This is obviously a big deal, but mm-hmm. how big of a deal is this? Sedano, this is your account off the top. Uh, monstrous. Huge. Tremendous. Okay? Um, she has done, not only has she done the NCAA tournament, she did the. She was the lead on the 2019 Women's World Cup for Fox. She's done Olympics, uh, she, too. She's done Olympics. Right. She's done a ton of stuff, okay? Uh, she's a Chicago girl, if I recall correctly. Um, I believe she got her start doing WNBA there. Um, but she's incredible. She is really, really, really good. Um, and I, I think this is great. I, I think that if you see the NBA, and the NFL's done this with Beth Mowens, right? She calls the Raider games. Um, we do college football with her here at ESPN. But, like, the NBA is really leaning in to the female analyst and the female broadcast team in a way that other sports aren't. Um, and, you know, we've seen that on the Nets broadcast. Uh, we've seen that on a number of different broadcasts across the NBA. But now, breaking that play-by-play barrier, I think, is monstrous. So, shout-out to Lisa. She's fantastic, and she deserves it in every which way, shape, or form. And, by the way, what a hell of a job to start with, the defending champs. Yeah. I think it's a big deal because, and I don't want to get too existential with it, but I think that, for lack of a better term, Take me through this with me, George. Like, not a lot of people have necessarily heard of her, but she absolutely deserves the job. Yes. Meaning that the path is there on some level, and that to me is as refreshing as anything as it is for her personally. I'm very, very happy for her. Obviously, congratulations. But the notion that you don't necessarily have to be the biggest standout in the world to just work your way to a place that perhaps nobody has ever been before is something that I think is very fulfilling in terms of what we see across the broadcast landscape. That, to me, I know that's kind of a different approach to it, but when I first saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I know who she is. I probably wouldn't have known her name, but when I saw her, I was like, absolutely, that makes sense. And to me, you know, we talk about how, like, oh, it's great when things that are a big deal aren't a big deal. That's not really what it is. What it is is when you hope that you have a chance and you get the chance and then the chance becomes reality, yeah. those are the dreams that most people don't have available to them. And now I think a lot more people, never mind young women, will too. And by the way, the Bucks had two openings this year. They had their TV opening and their radio opening. They could have given her the radio job. Right. And they chose to give her the television job because she deserved it. Yeah, exactly. That's great. I mean, you love to see it. One more. All right, last one here, guys. So I currently live in Marina Del Rey, and I have, or I should say I had a roommate who decided when our lease recently ended that he's just going to go move in with his girlfriend, right? Yeah. So I've been in Ohio with my family for the past month plus, And he texted me like a week ago saying like, hey, I'm moving out next week. So now it's halfway through the month, past that actually. He's completely moved out and I need to either find a new roommate or a new place to live in two weeks. I want to stay in the South Bay area or at least like on the west side. And I've been looking diligently, scouring Facebook, Craigslist. I've looked on all the roommates apps, roommate finder apps, whatever. And I still haven't been able to find either a roommate to move in with me or someone looking to add a roommate to their current place. And I'm starting to panic. Is this a big deal or no deal? <laughs> it's a very I mean, personal ahead, show. Um, yeah. I was going to say, maybe it's time to 
Get another job? I don't know. I mean, like, have you ever thought about maybe wanting to live there by Okay, your... as I'm, like, as I'm producing your show, you're like, hey, get another job. I don't mean a, <laughs> another job. I mean an additional job is what I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't well, I know. I have additional jobs. Okay, well, never mind. I was trying to be kind. I didn't know how to say that, but, you know. I'm just saying, like, maybe the value of living alone is something that will be good for you in a different kind of way beyond dealing with the stress of finding somebody. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, uh, I so think definitely a big deal, partner. It is a big deal. I, have you tried WestsideRentals.com? Um, I haven't. I tried that when I first moved here. I didn't have much luck with it, but I'm gonna write that down because I I do remember I got a lot of leads on that first time around. Yeah, yeah. I I think you should give that a shot. They're they're you know the site has been pretty good. They used to be a a uh, a sponsor here on the station. Ah. But- um, so ma- from before my time, because I remember Max and Marcellus Look, used to do the, the the ads back in the day. Yeah, yeah. If I could afford to live by myself and not have a roommate, trust me, I would do that. But that's <laughs> okay. just not in the cards right now. Very well. So I'm just freaking out because, like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do, what does one do in this situation? Do I just wait for my apartment to kick me out if I'm like, hey, no, you get on the, the radio the and year. grovel. <laughs> Yeah. It was what you do. You yeah. utilize all available avenues. Yeah. If you're listening out there, help yeah. a girl out, okay? We can't have her worrying about the roof over her head when she's trying to produce quality sports talk. Absolutely. I don't now, think Amanda would be cool with me living inside the studios until no, further. I don't think I know? would be cool with that either. Yeah. Are yeah. you are you opposed to like a studio? Um, I, even studios, I feel like they're they're like two thousand dollars, and that's like no, I, that's like my couple, budget. So I'm I'm looking here. I'm looking here. There's there's I've 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 clicked on at least a handful under two thousand in the west west side area, west west of the four hundred five. So I mean, I can it, it, but you know, give it a shot. You know. Give it a shot. All right, like just take a look and see. You know, look, a lot of these things you got to see them in person, right? Like the pictures. The vibes, oh yeah, the vibes check changes when you see it in person. Well, and here's the thing: sometimes a place that looks bad in a picture is actually better in person, and vice versa. You know, (laughs) you're not making me feel better when you say a place that looks bad in a picture. (laughs) I mean, that goes for all of the apps too. That's for a lot, from my understanding. That goes for a lot of different parts of life. Yeah. Um. You know, and like you know, look, I'm looking at one here. Okay. I mean, that it's it's the West Side, Culver City. One one bedroom, one bath, eighteen hundred bucks. All right, well, send it to me. I, I mean, I, okay, I will. Sedano real estate. Agent. I mean, I, I I just went to Westside Rentals and then I. All I, right, I, I will yeah. go to that. I haven't tried that site yet, and like yeah. I said, I got I got a lot of good leads from there when I first moved here and looked yeah. at a, a number of places on there. So I kind of forgot about it. And Thank by you. the way, Westside Rentals, if you want to come back, I got you right now. I just did the best ad you've George, had on this station. I was going to say that years. was a sneaky, you know, sneaky sell. I'm just saying, like, you know, I know Max, you know, isn't doing local radio show anymore. It doesn't mean you can't be doing advertising. I mean, people are looking for housing. That's true. So we got you. It's a crisis. Including so, me. Right. Linz. There you go. Uh, all right. That is Big Deal, No Deal. Everyone's favorite segment here in the 6 o'clock hour. One last look at traffic, though. I know Clinton's got a big story he wants to tell. Yeah. Day and night. Cleveland's on. You. Uh, I haven't heard this on in a long time. It's been a minute. Yeah. Good jam, though. Clint Yates hanging out today. Always happy to have you aboard, sir. Thank you for hanging out today. No doubt, man. Glad to be here. Glad to hear your voice, too. We've been all over the country. Yeah. You know, as we've been traveling, you know, trying to make it work. So I'm glad to be back with you for I know. 
I we're know. both well, getting back and, on the road tomorrow. So, and it, it's it, it, because now we both live in L.A. Like I can't do around the horn with you anymore. No, so I know. That. You know, so that's, that's <laughs> so unfortunate. This we is the used to place. have those moments where we could do the show together <laughs> exactly. there, but it, uh, it doesn't happen over. anymore. Unless you know. But what I will do is I'm going to tell around the horn whenever I have like a Vegas trip, like for UFC, I'm just going to stay on Monday and be like, "Hey, put me on, put me in Clinton on on a Monday." I'm down. Something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's great. Speaking of road trips, though, yeah, your boy just got off of one with okay. the woman I loved, the lovely J girl. Um, and we went from Dallas, Tejas, all the way to Los Angeles. And I got to tell you something. Driving? Driving, bro. It took five days where wow. we drove during the day. Where'd you stop? We stopped in Midland, Texas, which okay. if you know anything about Friday Night Lights, is right near yeah. Permian, yeah, yeah, yeah. home of Permian High, where that book was written that begat the movie, that begat the uh, TV series that made Buzz Bissinger so rich that he found himself partying on Gucci planes with people he'd never met before from all over the globe. Anyway, so we passed through there. Then we stopped in El Paso for a little bit. Because right. the battle, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Texas, huge. Getting yeah. out of Texas alone yeah. is half the battle. So we stopped right. in El Paso, but then we made it to Tucson, wildcat country. Uh, and, you know, college home of Roberto James Gronkowski, one of my favorite players in the NFL. That was great. And then we went to Phoenix, and we, we went to a baseball game in Phoenix. It was a Wednesday afternoon, middle of the day, and they were playing the Rangers. Lindsay, there might have been 1,500 people there. Might have been. It was... The least attended Major League Baseball game I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> Not even close. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you were there, right? I'm just saying. I was there. I just wanted to know. <laughs> have you ever been to a game where you thought, oh, this is friends and family max that are here? <laughs> I mean, not a Major League Baseball game, no. Okay. No. So- not that – no, it's that's pretty bad. Very well. It was it was shout out to my man Mike Farron, MLB Network. He's great. He's radio guy, so he you know he does a lot of stuff. You're in the play by play world now, George. So I'm mentioning him. But the yeah. big pièce de résistance was that we were staying in Tempe, mm-hmm. and we pull up to the hotel, and we're looking at the I can't remember the name of the of the theater now, but if you know the ASU campus, and there's a big Hamilton trailer out there. And we're thinking, okay, that's cool. Hamilton's coming to town, whenever. So I go to the bar later that night. She's getting ready to go to sleep. I said, you know what? Let me go throw some things away, have a quick one, and I'll, I'll come back up. And the guy, the place is dead, dead, the hotel bar. The guy says, yeah, I'm hoping that the play brings me some more business. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, Hamilton's here now. I go, what do you mean now? He yeah. goes, the premiere's tomorrow. I said, oh, really? Went straight on my phone. I've never seen it live. Right. This was the first show back for the touring cast of Hamilton, and it happened to be literally walking distance, and we went, and it was great. I got to see Hamilton, not even planned, and just walked across the street, and I got to say this. There is a role of the person who is the conductor and also plays music at the same time who goes as the beat master. Bro, I w- I, listen, Hamilton is a great performance. Some of the best lighting I've ever seen in any show. The songs are obviously tremendous. I was transfixed by this Beatmaster dude. He was conducting and playing the keys at the same time. Yo, 
the talent level on my man's was out of control. Anyway, I got to see Hamilton on this road trip as a whim. We made it all the way back, and it was just a it was a great little bonus to remind us that we can still get together and do things. Um, that is pretty awesome, dude. It was That's fun. We made cool. T-shirts you, and everything. It was great. You know where I'd like to stop in Texas, a place I've never been? Where's that? It's a place I saw Anthony Bourdain go to. He did, like, a Parts Unknown in West Texas, and he mm-hmm. stopped at a place called Marfa. Oh, Texas. Prada Marfa? We went. You we did? did a whole photo shoot. Wow. It was a whole thing. And guess what? The place was packed. There's yeah. this little Prada thing. It's not actually in Marfa. It's no. on the side of the road. Fun right. fact, we got pulled over there for going five miles an hour over the limit because wow. apparently a lot of people speed down there because they're trying to get to that thing and there's like coyotes that jump out and there's only a, the, the closest hospital is like an hour away. So they don't want people speeding at all in case right. they crash. But yeah, we went there, took a couple photos. Marfa, what up? We were there. Yeah, I've been dying to check that out because just I when I saw it on Bourdain's show that one time, I was like, that looks like a cool place to go have a beer. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So you know, the trip is done, and uh, you know, now I'm traveling the country for college football. But if yeah. you ever get a chance to drive through the Southwest, I mean, the rocks and the mountains, the stuff you see, I mean, it is really quite the marvel. And you can sort yeah. of see it on TV, and you can hear about it. But when you're moving through those hills, it is. It is breathtaking, for sure. There is a new company where you can rent an RV where it's a lot cheaper. It was all over ESPN's college football coverage the first week or two of the season. Mm. Uh, I forgot the name of the place. It's got, like, a funny name. Um, I'm not familiar. God, I you know what? I, I'll ask, like, Mark Jones or someone like that because he right. called those games early in the year on TV. So he knows. Yeah, he just will remember the name of the whatever the, the RV rental place is. Was it but, Cruise I, America? No. No, no, that's no, not a no. weird. It name. had like a wacky name to it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I will remember. I'll go back. I have probably some games recorded that I can go back and. But watch, what but- we did too, and I'm going to edit this footage. We mixed in a dash cam. Oh. So I'm going to post that to Twitter. I'll probably put that on IG later this weekend. We literally did it from all the way from El Paso to Los Angeles, including mm-hmm. a trip to. Up the coast on the PCH from San Diego to uh, Los Angeles. It was great. Wow. Yeah, the whole deal. Wow. Yeah, I, I love that. I would love to take a road trip and do that and just take time. Like, I want to go with the kids when they're older. I mean, they're too yeah. young right now. They but, can like, appreciate when they're it. a little older, like, you know, maybe they're about four and a half years apart. So maybe, like, uh, like you know, 11 and 7 or sure. something like that. Like, that seems more cool. And, yeah, and just do that one summer and just roll. Yeah, like, let's great. go. You know, but I I have always been a hence you know look I'm a road trip guy when I want to do things. There are things I want to do. Right. I don't know about how I'm going to feel about four and a half hours to Pullman, Washington yeah. from Seattle. <laughs> um, I'll right. tell you when I get back. But uh, but yeah, you know what's interesting is, um, I was told that the closer you get to Pullman, that it's very much like I you know the equivalent to like Foxborough where it's like one lane in and out. Uh, if you're going to watch a Patriots game. So that's what why it takes so long, because there is a stretch of one I get lane in, okay. one lane out. It's like when you go from Denver to Breckenridge, it's right. only like right. it's only like 100 miles, but it takes yeah. it's only like 70 miles, but it takes you two hours because yeah. it's like that up, yeah. up through the Florida mountains. Keys, the same thing. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah, same deal. Um, so it so that's the that's going to be the journey. Luckily, we'll be doing it during the day, so there's that, because I land in Seattle at noon. Okay, so, so you got plenty of time. Plenty of time to just relax and – Go basically across the state because uh, Pullman is literally like five seconds away from uh, Idaho. So there's that. Uh, Clinton Yates, travel safe, my friend. Thank you. You too, sir. Great to have you aboard as always. 
Uh, great job, Jesse, today, filling in for Laura. Excellent work, as always, Lindsay. Uh, we will talk to you mañana, 3.55 here on the show. Make sure you're there. Rams All Access with DeMarco Farr and J.B. Long is up next. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. See ya.